everyone. Metal Bob here. How you doing? Welcome to the Metal Bob Live podcast 50th episode. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, I also would like to thank our sponsors, Legend Picks, and also my producer and also a sponsor of the Metal Bob Live podcast, artist Jeremiah Kalik. Without those guys, none of this is possible, man. We really appreciate you. Appreciate you, Jeremiah, and all you do. Um, we got a great show on tap for you guys today for our 50th show. We got multiple interviews. We got, we're going to check in with Billy Morris of Tough. Billy also played with uh, Warrant. He's played with Paul Gilbert, just to name a couple others. We're going to check in with vocalist Michael Beck. You know Michael from Kings of Dust. And he's also working on a new project. And we're going to see how that's going. And also, I'm going to check in with Mr. Scuzz Twitley. Mr. Scuzz Twitley's been a guest on our show three times. This will be his fourth time. Um, he's got a couple new singles coming out. Uh, we're going to check in with him and see how that's coming. And for the main interview, I've got former L.A. Guns tour manager Brad Nelson and Mr. John Nielsen, a good friend of mine. John's a singer-songwriter from Austin, Texas. I got both of those guys on the horn at the same time. We talked a little bit about our past because we have a little bit of a past together. We talk about some of the old L.A. gun shows and more. So as always, sit back, have a listen, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Yo. Billy Morris, Metal Bob here. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. What's going on, Metal Bob? Oh, man, not much, buddy. Just enjoying some football early this morning and... Yep, we are. Uh, th- this is fine to talk to because uh, we're uh, we're uh, in the train station in Cleveland, getting ready to go downtown to the game. Right. So you 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 had mentioned you're playing the stadium today. So what, what's what's going on? I'm headlining First Energy Stadium. Uh, my band is the featured band today for the Cleveland Browns. We play a couple games a year for the Browns. Big stage down there, and it's right when you walk into the game. So it's, a lot of people are there too. Right on, man. That sounds like a great time. Oh, it is. Yeah. And I got my little boys with me, Penton and Tanner, nine and eight, little football players. Right on. How you, uh, how you fellas boy, doing? My little boy, Tanner. My little Tanner, he's a Cardinal fan, and we're playing the Cardinals today. So he's done up in his Cardinal gear. My my older boy, Penton, is in his Baker Mayfield Browns gear. And I've just got the stock Cleveland Browns hoodie on, so I'm good to go. Right on. Yeah, that'll be a great game, man. Should be. It's a four o'clock game, so that's why we're going down early because I got uh, my gear is getting delivered down there with a setup and rock the house, man. Right on. So what else you got going on? You got anything in the works, man? Any any projects? Well, um, you know, um, I've got the smoke and rock and roll food truck with Todd Chase on. Yep. And um, that season is coming down, slowing down because of weather. And I've got a whole folder of old and new material on the desktop of my computer. And I'm going to start demoing and recording some of that stuff. Now, I don't think I'm ever really going to put out a, I might put an EP out, but the days of recording 12 songs and a big full project, I think are over. I think I'm just going to start releasing a new single every four to six weeks. That way, you know, I'm on the relevance. I got a new release coming out and uh, do that. But, uh, you know, I play out in Cleveland regularly on the weekends with my cover band, but I still have the passion of original music. So be on the lookout for that. That should start happening in the next couple months. And then uh, maybe I'll come back on and we'll talk uh, 
once every four to six weeks for my new solo release. Yeah, man, that'd be great. And yeah. I've also got a recording studio in Cleveland called Audio Bay. Um, and it's a full-fledged recording studio, but we just built a, a, a video podcast room and a, and a small little vocal booth to be able to do audio books. So I'm uh, actually starting a new company out of the studio. You know, when you record, when you have a recording studio and you're catering to rock and roll bands, you know, who are you catering to? Kids with not a lot of money. But I'm going to start a publishing company, Audio Bay Publishing, where we just get anybody to come in and do an audio book, a spoken word book, and then get it edited down in, in print form. And now you're now you're really kind of like talking to the entire nation or the entire population because everybody's got a story to tell. And I'll be the place you can come in and tell your story. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And then, um, you know, food, even, even though the food trucks will be closing up because it's going to start snowing here in Cleveland, Ohio, you know, we got to weatherize the trucks, park the trucks, but we'll still be doing some catering stuff and some private parties. So always busy, always working and love working, love supporting my family, love, you know, getting up and doing things every single day. Absolutely. And I just want to say something for people that don't know Billy Morris. He used to be in Paul Gilbert and he played with Warrant. You know, you've, you've been around, you've done a lot of stuff, brother. I've played with a lot more people than that too. So I was thinking about my, uh, I was thinking about, okay. So I played with, uh, obviously Paul Gilbert, which was huge for me. That was my, my first big, big guy to play with. But then I played with Warrant. Well, actually after Paul Gilbert, I forgot. I did a little stint with Jamie St. James. He started a band and he moved to Cleveland and he started a band called the glorious things. And we were in that band. We wrote a bunch of songs together. And the name, The Glorious Things, really didn't sell. So he just changed it back to Black and Blue. So I was in a small version of Black and Blue. I played with, uh, obviously, Warrant, then Quiet Riot. I played with Frank Domino from Angel. Right. Um, I don't know. I played with other people, too. But, uh, yeah, I played with a lot of people. And, and um, I'm pretty uh, happy with for everything that, that I've done. Yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned Jamie. Jamie's super cool guy, man. Super cool dude. Oh, listen, he moved to Cleveland, and um, one of my friends said, "Hey, man, Jamie St. James is coming on to watch you play tonight." They asked they asked me who he should play with, and, and I suggested you. So you know, think about think about me being a super huge Black and Blue fan growing up, and then having that singer come and see me. I was pretty excited. We were opening up for Great White at the Cleveland Agora and Jamie St. James came down and he goes, you want to be in a band now? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah, so that was awesome. And, and to this day, when I see Jamie, I have his phone number. I call him once a year. Um, I call him the King cause he's the King of the concrete jungle. And he calls me the Prince. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. We get along really, really good. Really good. That's awesome, man. Well, buddy, I don't want to take a whole lot of your time today, man, but I did want to check in with you and see how you were doing, and I wanted you to be part of this, you know, 50th episode, and, uh, you know, that's that's really why well, that's I reached huge. out um, to you, man. You know, um, it, just to keep you updated with what's going on, I, I want to say that this year uh, we'll be doing some tough dates. I talked to Stevie, and if the if, if things work out right, we want to get back out on, on the stage and and continue the, the, the tough legacy. I play guitar for tough now with Todd chase on and Steve Rochelle. Right. And I talk to Stevie at least once a week, but that's more about football or, um, or he'll, he'll text me late at night with the latest link that goes up on metal sludge. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, I like talking to him. He's one of my best friends, even though he lives in, in, uh, Los Angeles. He's a great conversation. Uh, I'm going to be doing this original stuff. You know, I've got, I've got my old album. I want, I don't want to say old and listen to me calling it an album because, you know, that, that just shows that I'm 55 years old album, right? Does anybody call it album anymore? Uh, I but, mean, it seems uh, to be album seems to be the come the term that's coming back. You know. Yeah. Well, I wish I could get it printed on, on vinyl, which I think I'll, I will do someday. But, you know, I have uh, my latest release called Holding All the Aces, and it was on High Vol Music. Uh, uh, the late Bill Chavis put it out. And it really didn't do as well as we had planned. Um, I don't know why, because listening to it, you know, I had a choice of about 70 songs that I had. And I thought I picked my best 70 songs <laughs> out of, I, I thought I picked my best batch of songs out of the seventies and I, I spent a year recording it and it sounds amazing. The songs are amazing. So I'm going to re-release that somehow. Um, there's a lot more music to come out of me and I'm glad that you called me to talk about it. And just, if you're listening out there, um, just stay tuned. I got some big things happening. And I'm, I'd be really happy for everybody to hear it. That's great, man. And like always, Billy, man, I appreciate your time, dude. And, uh, you know, I, I hope dude, you, I hope call you have me anytime a, you want. Thanks, man. I hope you have a great gig today. Tell your boys I said hi and enjoy the game, man. You know, I will go Browns, man. Happy go. 50th. Thanks for calling me. Right on. Thanks, Billy. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Talk to you, man. Bye-bye now. Michael. Michael Beck, Metal Bob. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. We're doing great. Great talking to you, man. Yeah. Great talking to you. I appreciate the call. Absolutely. So I'm I'm really excited, you know, to hear about what you got going on, man. You said you got some new tunes coming out. I do. It's um I mean it's at the very beginning stages of stuff and not everything is put together, so I can only talk about it so much because I I'm I'm not sure of a lot of things. All right. <laughs> but what I am sure of is um we've got uh we've got three songs recorded. We go in in the first part of November and we do four more and then we'll kind of go from there and kind of see what uh you know what the record needs to round it out, but the um but the uh the style and and the material is is I'm I just couldn't be more happy with I, I just it's 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 really it's really what I wanted to do. <laughs> nice. So that's pretty fulfilling. Yeah, well, we're definitely looking forward to hearing that, man. That's that's going to be something to hear. Yeah, it, it is. It's I, I'm I was you know I wanted to do something that was. Um, it was still in the seventies vein. I mean, I don't think, um, you know, with my vocal, I'd, you know, get anywhere else, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I wanted to do something, um, that was a little more, um, hook heavy, a little more chorus heavy than what, than what I had done previously. Um, you know, instead of, a of a, you know, the, the, the process was a little different. So I wanted to do something that, that 
I've always been into big choruses, stuff, you know, like old Greg Raleigh era journey and, and the babies and Boston and, and stuff like that, where it was, you know, big, strong choruses and, 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 uh, I'd like to think we got there. I think we did. I'm, I'm hoping we did. That's a, that's a, that's a, a lofty target, but it's, uh, I think, I think we got it. Very cool. So is there, yeah. a, is there a name for this new project yet, or is that still something to be named later? There, there's a couple that we've been bouncing around. Um, we haven't really decided on any one yet. We've narrowed it down to, to several, um, but I don't want to jinx it yet and let one out of the bag when that's not it. But, uh-huh. but there, again, it, it, everything through this process has been really, it just kind of fell together. I didn't really, you know, where, where the Kings of dust record was a long time coming. It took a long time to, to get the record out. It took a long time to record it. Um, I am still so proud of that record and I, I always will be and and, um, you know, love everything about it. Um, but this one came together, went together, was put together, continues to be kind of just way more organically. There's no pushing, pulling. There's no, you know, there's not even really any planning. It just kind of happens on its own. And I'm, I, I may be more proud of that than any right, thus far. Right on. Yeah. So, so what you got going on in the studio now? I know you said you were setting up for some recording. You guys, is it for you or is you got another band coming in? Uh, always both. Right. <laughs> um, I was just at another studio uh, in the Midwest for about 20 days and tracked four records out there. So I've got a lot to mix. So that's kind of what I'm concentrating on now is, is getting all those mixed, but some really great bands. And so, so there's some, there's some really cool records, um, that, that are, will be coming out that have my name attached to them over the next six months. And and that's a pretty cool thing too. Awesome. So where, whereabouts in the Midwest? Um, there's a studio called fuse recording in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Um, about 10 years ago, I was, um, I had a band that asked me to do a record for them and I was looking for a studio in that area. And I, I talked to every studio that I knew of <laughs> that was back there, um, you know, looking for the same type of gear that I use in my studio out here. I had the same type of vibe, had, um, you know, just the same type of feel, but, but had a great drum room and had, had, you know, all the things that would make me feel at home. And so therefore make, make a band feel at home. And, uh, I found Fuse and it turns out that the guy that owned it, um, Tim Keckley had been a friend of mine for uh, 30 some years. And I, I had probably talked to him two or three times before I even realized that, that it was him. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it, it, uh, it, and I've been doing that ever since I go back to that studio, you know, three, four times a year, um, and record bands from, you know, Texas to, to Minnesota and from 
Colorado to Illinois. It's just, it's a lot easier for them to get to the center of the country in Nebraska um, than it is to come all the way out to Arizona. So, and it's a, it's a, it's a really great facility. Um, got everything I would need. And again, it's, it's got a lot of the same gear. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I can walk in there and I, I kind of know what's going on already. So, and a great drum room, really, really great drum room. Nice. So, so yeah. Can you, can you give us a little, uh, little, uh, snippet of who or what's coming out that you're yeah, producing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a, it, and it, genres kind of go across the board. So it's, uh, it's, which is nice too, cause you're not doing one thing. Absolutely. There's a, a record that I've been working on, uh, from a guy from North Platte of all places, Nebraska, a guy named Phil Kubek. And um, he's kind of got a uh, band surrounded around him with these songs that he wrote and just a really great record. I think it's a full length release. Um, I literally just finished mastering it um, and really cool record. Very, very kind of, kind of old kiss sounding at oh. times. Um, and he's got this, uh, guitar player, um, Mike Purcell, that is this guy, you know, it's one of those guys and there's an awful lot of them out there that, that, you know, just an amazing musician. He's just an unbelievable guitar player. Um, he lived in Chicago for a long time and was in a lot of bands that, you know, almost made it in Chicago and, and, worked with, um, you know, the guys that were in enough is enough for a while and, and never really got anything, never really got a record out of it. So I'm, I'm really happy that he's on this record because he's just such a phenomenal guitar player and, and really lends stuff to it. And the songs are really good from Phil. So that'll be coming out. Uh, I think right after the first of the year will be the, the full release. Uh, it's the Phil Kubek project. Okay. And then there's um, there's another band kind of on the other side of it that is very pretty heavy, um, but the singer not only screams but sings, so he does a little bit of both. They're called This Is Phantom. Would um, they have some Slipknot ties? The I think one or one of the guitar players, maybe both of them, used to be in a band called Dirt Fed um, in the early 2000s and played Mayhem Festival with Slipknot and all that. So but really great band and, and we just started the record for them. So they'll have the, the first single coming out soon. And, and it's been, again, it's kind of across the board, but, but, you know, really good bands. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to, to be working with some, some really good guys around me. So both in my band and, and some other bands. So <laughs> That's great, man. Well, please, uh, yeah, yeah. please send me some links when this stuff starts to come out, so I can check some of this stuff out, man. Because I'm really interested. I absolutely will. I absolutely will. I would love to get your opinion on them. I would love to get your listeners' opinion on them. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, uh, we're kind of like I said, we're in the process of it. There, things aren't even really finished. I, I kind of did some, some, uh, some quick mixes to get an idea of where we were and, and they've just turned out really good. And, and the couple people that have heard them and it's been a, a pretty select few, um, 
have all kind of said the same thing. And, and that's, and what they've said is, is, has been encouraging to me. And that's that it's got, it's still got a very seventies feel, but it's, uh, it's got kind of a, a, like I said, a different sort of seventies. It's, you know, where Kings of Dust was very, um, was very deep purple Led Zeppelin type seventies. And, and I loved that part of it. Um, this is a little more, you know, old journey Boston. Okay. So it's, uh, it's, it's a different feel of the seventies for sure. And, um, we've heard a lot of, of, uh, you know, this sounds a little like Boston and I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> it's got a little bit of an R and B feel to it at times, even like, you know, old original white snake type stuff. Oh, so cool. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it, man. I really am. I'm, I'm just the way it's come together has been, uh, I just, just the best word I can think of is organic. It's just kind of all fallen into place. That's, so that's great. It really is, and I, I'm I'm happy that that's the case. Perfect. Well, you know I'm a huge fan of your vocals, man. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that, man. That's, that's oh, I appreciate that, man. I really do. I, I'm I'm. Uh, in fact, we had I, I got maybe one of the best compliments I've ever heard with with uh, a song from this new stuff and. He, uh, the guy said, "Yeah, it it sounds like, it sounds like, Ian Gillen joined Foreigner in '79." I'm like, "Ah, that's great. That's, 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 that's everything I want to say. That's great." <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm excited to send some stuff to you, and I'll I'll be doing that here soon, actually. No, that's awesome, man. Well, you know, I just I, I wanted to reach out to you and, and check in with you, man. And I want to, and I'm glad that I did because I wanted to get you know get a little bit with you into this uh, 50th episode we're doing. So I really that's great, man, and congratulations on that. That's that's not a that's not a that's not an everyday achievement. That's you're in for the long haul now. I know it. I got to keep going now, right? No turning back. <laughs> <laughs> It's the point of no return. Yeah, there you, exactly. <laughs> well, Michael, man, as always, I appreciate you, man. Please stay in touch. I can't wait to hear the new material. And, uh, you know, and best to you, man, as always. Thank you so much, man. And as soon as we, as soon as we finalize this, you know, at least the band name and, and get that moving forward, you will be one of the first to know for sure. Well, I appreciate it. And when this, when this thing takes off, man, we'll have to have you back on. I, I love that. That sounds great. All right, Michael. You take care and you have a great night, man. Thank you so much again. Hey, and congratulations. Thanks so much. Thanks, Michael. Bye-bye. Hello, Scuzz. Hey man, how's it going? Good, buddy. Appreciate you calling in today. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for so, having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I I couldn't I could not have a fiftieth episode without you being part of it, man. Well, congratulations on that. Well, thank you, and congratulations on your success, man. You've been doing a lot of good things lately, man. Yeah, I've been busy. Yeah, you have. For sure. You have mm. the the show in Mesquite looked like it went really well. Yeah, it went really good. Um, 
we they liked us so much we had booked this for Super Bowl uh February I think it's the twelfth. Nice. Uh that weekend, uh twelfth, thirteenth. I can't remember which date, but I think I think Super Bowl's on the thirteenth. I think we're playing on the twelfth, which would be Saturday before. Nice. So I see you got profile picture coming out, man. Yeah, I'm I'm just laying down the base. I'm sitting in the studio right now and working on I just laid down the uh uh learning guitar a few days ago. Now I'm gonna lay down the bass, working on that and then uh hopefully that'll come out. I shot part of the video already actually when uh gonna be a gal you seen before in that, um uh, Georgie Leahy. Oh yeah. Blonde. She's in a, she's in Karen's gonna run a barbecue, which just came out uh, earlier this year and uh a lot several other of my videos. Um and we so we shot part of that. Um we, while we were shooting another sketch. I'm doing a bunch of sketches too. Uh those are part of the live show. We uh we work them in between. We did one called uh Fart Valley Casino. That was awesome, man. <laughs> and uh <laughs> where did you see that one? I did. And uh and uh we did uh, another one called uh, uh Backyard Bud Implants featuring a character did a uh, Creeper Van Demanza. You've probably seen him a few other in a few oh, other yeah. videos. He rarely wears a shirt. Uh and uh a little goofy looking. Uh, but we shot part of that, so that'll be ready to come together. And it's gonna, it's gonna probably be the dirtiest video <laughs> that I got out. So <laughs> keep an eye out for that one. Oh, buddy, you it'll, know I it's will. Gonna, it's gonna be a little similar to it'll probably like uh, uh, no gag reflex that that level of filth. So yeah. that's that's still one of my favorites, <laughs> man. I love that video. Yeah, that one turned out good. I'm proud of that one. Yeah. So the fan page, man, is taking off pretty good, man. We got like 500. Oh, good. We got 500 peeps on there now, man. And I, and I try to share everything that you share. I try to put it over to that page so people, folks get to see oh, it. Oh, cool. So, and they enjoy it, cool. man. They really enjoy it. So, That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a, that's been a good time, man. All the folks getting on there. And, cool. Yeah. Really yeah, you never know with uh it's hard to with Facebook how much traffic's getting driven to you and what's not, it seems to be random. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I know. It it's I know I always see these things on there. Well, if you do this, this, and this, you'll be able to see all your friends post and like I don't know, man. If if I'm not seeing everybody's post, hell I wouldn't know anyways. Right. And and I mean there's people I got friends with i i know i ain't seen shit from them in years and i don't know why i'm like are we still friends i have to look it up but <laughs> so do you do you actually <clears throat> have a facebook page or is it just the scuzz twitley page it's just the scuzz one yeah okay uh which you know, they change that too there's they tried to have me set up a musician page you know i set it up way back in the day uh, and i guess there's this specific thing you can do there is another scuzz twitly page that they made me set up but it, and there's people that have joined it but i never post anything to it so i don't know what the hell it is it just <laughs> kind of sits there i'm sure there's a lot of those dead pages like that oh man well now man but my main one everybody knows about so i got about 20 
about twenty three thousand yeah, followers you on that. Yeah, you got a ton one. of people on there. I need to get I need to get about twenty more thousand on the fan page. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, we're at about five hundred right now, but it's only been out a few months, man. So that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That took me. It took me. Uh, I don't know, six six months to a year, I think, to get about three or four hundred people on there, and then uh, and then. Um, once PBR took off, then all of a sudden it went nuts. You know, it went just a spike. Uh, and then it then probably peaked around, you know, it's probably twelve to 15,000. And then it's you just kind of slowly come in from there as they slowly find my stuff. It's harder, you know, harder. Unless you have something goes viral, it's hard to really get noticed now. There's so much stuff out there. But, you know, the, the hardcore fans are there, the ones that have been there. You know, from the beginning, tell each other, tell their friends, and uh, so it slowly builds from there. We're up to ninety thousand uh, subscribers on my YouTube channel, which is great. Uh, just a probably a couple more months, we'll be up to a hundred thousand, which is a big plateau on YouTube to get to. So that's awesome. That's a man. good thing. Yeah, man. I mean, so, I I find everything you do entertaining, man. I, I I really look forward to everything that comes out that you do. It's it's just a great time, man. You know, I, I see. Thanks, the, appreciate I, it. I yeah. see the I see the fun in it, man, and I enjoy it. So. Yeah, just trying to make people laugh and take their mind off all the other bullshit. You know. Yeah, I feel you. Because it is a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you gonna watch the Browns today, man? Oh, they, uh, oh, they played Thursday, didn't they? They played, yeah, they played Thursday. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Case Keenum, man, he, he took care of business. Yeah. That's it was right. all, it was the, it was the, rep- you ever see the movie, The Replacements? That's, that's basically what the game was. was. But it's all like, there wasn't a guy on there you'd ever seen on the first string. Yeah. Well, who was this running back <laughs> that came out of nowhere? Jesus Christ. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah. Boy, every man, time he every- had some, it was his moves. One move, boom, he's gone. Yeah, every time it was third and seven, it's like he'd get twelve. I'm like, okay, right, right, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah the O line did great too. They did, man. They did. Oh Baker, he was on the he was on the sidelines. He was working harder on the sidelines than I've seen him working a game all year, man. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, him, little hoodie. <laughs> no, nah, that's great, man. Yeah, I love. I I actually uh. I had Billy Morris. I don't know if you're familiar with Billy Morris. He's an Ohio boy, man. He's a rocker. He used to play with Warrant. He's from Ohio, and they they run a uh, food truck there in Ohio called Smoke and Rock and Roll. And uh, oh yeah, and his band plays twice a year at Cleveland Brown Stadium on the main stage. And what's his band? It's the Billy Morris Band. Oh, Billy Morris Band. Okay, yeah, yeah, look yeah. up for that. Yeah, he he's cool, man. They got a really successful food truck business there in Cleveland. He's a huge Browns fan. And I had him on. Oh, yeah. I had him on the other night, man. We were talking. Just actually, it was last Sunday, just before he was getting ready to go on stage at the Cleveland Browns game. Uh, when they played, yeah, that's uh, why, why a lot of rockers in that state. Tell you what, yeah. So Fun how music how long has it been since you've left Cleveland or left Ohio? I should say. Oh, uh, been about. 25 years, something like that. Holy shit. So you've been paying a lot for gas for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, I don't go. I don't go very far. So, that's but when cool. I do fill up a Scudsmobile, it does hurt. I bet it that does. thing gets about gets about thirteen, fourteen miles a gallon. That's actually that old uh, three sixty. That's pretty impressive for that old thing, man. Yeah, well, I, that's what they tell me it gets, but I don't. I think it gets more like nine. It nine. seems like because it's like well, the fuel gauge doesn't work. Has has never worked. So I just kind of got a guess. So. I can hear, you know, you sit on the gas tank in those old trucks, and when I stop hearing it slosh around, I know I better hit the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't hear no and fuel you bouncing have around. A, right, exactly. Well, you used to have a spare tank, too, that worked, but, uh, you know, I didn't use it much, and they rust down after a while. But it, it hang in there about 50 years before it finally gave up. But, uh, but you know, you'd always keep a few gallons there in case – you run out, the fuel gauge on more, you just flip the switch. That thing's but sweet, man. And finally, cut loose. Now, did yeah, I? Yeah, I'm going to get ready to go go ahead. No, I did you buy another one of those? I thought I, used, I seen you bought another one of those. No, I was. I look, I always keep my eye out. Um, but uh, no, I haven't bought anything yet. Okay. Still running that. We're going to, we're going to do, uh, they really do it up around here for Halloween, so we're gonna do. We did it a couple of years ago, but didn't get to last year. Uh, do the we do the haunted hillbilly truck, and uh, I'm gonna get it all cleaned up, and I rub it down with boiled linseed oil, and uh, looks real. The patina looks fantastic uh, with that with the oil on there instead of clear coating it. You just rub that on, and uh, and then we're gonna get some lights. I got the AC converter on there, so we're gonna do some lights and i got a couple skeleton banjo playing uh skeletons put put those up and so we're gonna do it up this year nice and have some treats and such nice so yeah man so hey i i know you haven't done this but is the bigfoot song still gonna come out man i know we talked about that yeah that's that's next um that was gonna be on uh the docket next we ended up shooting a couple more sketches and then um uh i'm gonna try to get that one out before christmas uh profile picture is definitely gonna be the next video and song um which should be out by i think well we should easily get that out by uh, thanksgiving uh part of that shot and then i just gotta lay down the rest uh and then um and then you know i got i got at least uh eight more songs I got plan on recording, but yeah, Bigfoot probably the next one after that. Eight more songs. You said, Oh yeah. I got to I write them faster than I can lay them down there. I got a big booklet of actually probably more like 15, but, but eight that like, I really want to do like, um, I'm glad I held off on profile picture actually, because, uh, I went. I rewrite this stuff a lot and we, we performed it twice already in concert. Um, and, um, always does great. And I went back, looked up the lyrics cause I was getting ready to lay it down. I'm like, these aren't the same lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so I look, I'm like, but these are better. <laughs> so I looked at the new lyrics and looked at the old ones. I was like, oh yeah, I rewrote this. And I totally forgot about it. And I liked the old lyrics. So, um, I took the old lyrics and the new lyrics kind of combined them and made a better song. So it's kind of timing's kind of perfect right now. I it down. So all coming together right now sweet it's gonna, i mean it's gonna be a really really fun really fun funny song 
So are, are you still planning on maybe doing like a greatest hits, like the best of scuzz, like putting all these? Hits yeah, in? that would be that would be the, the yeah that would be the new um the the company I'm going through. The problem was getting the CDs made is I really want to get them on CD and um and sell them like that. I mean, you can download them and everything, but uh, I like having the whole deal on CD and people like that. I, I, that's the way I still buy albums. Um, they sound better than MP3s. Uh, so, yeah, that pro- profile picture will probably be the last song I need to get done before I crank that out. I'm hoping to have the CD uh, done. I'll definitely have it done for the show, for Super Bowl. Um so we can sell them there, but um, hopefully have it out by Christmas so I can sell them online. That'd be uh, great. And I'll put it'll it'll be some live tracks. It'll be um, you know the hits plus you know the new stuff too. Sweet. So, but yeah. the new stuff's doing great. So yeah, man. Karen's Karen's gonna ruin the barbecue. Is doing great, and uh, and uh, man, uh, she spread like the COVID is uh, over a million already. So I know it, man. That I tell you, Karen's gonna ruin the barbecue, man. That oh my god, dude. <laughs> I, I fucking watched that, dude. And I lost my shit. I was like, that <laughs> 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 pissed off some Karens. Oh, dude, I just I just love the opening scene where you're like, oh, and Karen's coming. You're like, fuck. Right. I just knew it was gonna be great. <laughs> Well, then I found, I'm sitting here in the studio, I found out this guy makes Karen uh, guitar pedals. So, on Etsy, and I, I was like, well, shit, I got to get one of those and work that in. And it's this cool little distortion pedal. And it says, you'll see it just for like a few seconds of I opening. I You say it's Karen speaker so, manager. So, that's, painted a, in, uh, that's a real thing. It's a real, it's a real no thing. Shit. Yeah, and the guy... Yeah, luckily I found him in time on Etsy, and I ordered it. It's like this going okay, uh, and I go, well, this is what I'm going to use it for. If that's cool, I'm gonna put it in the video. And he's like, hell yeah, it sounds great, but it's gonna take me probably you know six to eight weeks to because he hand makes all these things. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we had to wait a little bit to get that shot, but uh, I'm glad I did because now he's so far behind. I guess it, it, the word is spread, <laughs> so he's like, cranking these things out. But it's funny, it says Karen Speaker Manager, and then you got a rage knob and a tone knob. That's great. And then you got a switch. <laughs> and then you got a switch that says, don't use that tone with me. <laughs> and, and, and then when you kick in the button, it says, bring me the manager. That's great. Oh, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I remember seeing that pedal, I'm like, that's got to be some shit scuds just fucking. Right. Pedal. You know, and, I'm like, that, and it's a real thing. That's great. Yeah, I was hoping they'd uh, get, I don't know if it, it, it helped get in business, but I was hoping to spread the words. That's pretty funny. Well, it's funny because I've funny seen deal. that. I've seen that, not the pedal, not in person, but I've seen pictures of that pedal since your video came Oh, out, yeah. And I didn't think nothing right. of it. Right, that's, yeah. I can't remember where I saw it uh, first. It popped up on something or somebody told me about it. I can't remember, um, but I was like, holy crap. But, but I think he makes some. Makes him by hand up the coast there, and uh, man, he must be busy now. That's all I can say. Right, that's awesome. <laughs> that's fantastic, man. <laughs> oh shit! God damn it! Well, you know, hey, buddy, I I just uh, you know I I super appreciate everything you do, man. And you're you you know you've always been real responsive, man, to send koozies and do different things, and and I really appreciate you. 
And uh, no I, problem, man. I just wanted you to be part of the 50th episode, and you know, you know, I'm congratulations I'm, on that. Oh, thanks, man. Congratulations on all you do, man. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of yours, man. I appreciate you, and uh, you know, I just have a good time with it, man. It's fun. Cool. But yeah. Well, I, look for uh, look for we we are cranking out another sketch probably next week, so that'll be coming out real quick. All right. Uh, What's it called? Called it's called Carl's Coin Cabin. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's this kind of survivalist dude who sells silver, but he's and he's got all different you know silver and gold, precious metals, which I like to collect. So that's where I got the idea, and uh, and uh, so it's he's he's selling coins, and it's for the coming zombie apocalypse, basically, and how you can protect yourself by having you know stacks of sacks of coins and stuff. <laughs> so it's kind of ridiculous so should be good <clears throat> i'll tell you man when you did the the one zombie video man that was fucking great you know you're, you're oh, yeah, your friend a... daryl and your neighbor daryl i love that thing man that's so freaking yeah <laughs> yeah it's gonna be along those lines i love halloween too so cool so i'm always uh Amazon doesn't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm ordering so much shit. Ten inch dildos and fake beards and shit. <laughs> I wonder if the person at Amazon ever fucking looks at these orders and go, "Man, this guy's fucked up." Man. Right? Because I had to. Because we we had to we had to build up mock you know versions of that. So I had, I had to order like four or five ten inch dildos. They're like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> is this you charlie sheen yeah just over here <laughs> killing zombies man yeah. <laughs> that's great man well dude I, like, man i appreciate you scuzz man so you know i hope i can have you back on i like to have you on man because people enjoy listening to your interviews man and we just have a good time with it yeah yeah let's go man yeah so Hey, when that when that greatest hits album finally comes out, man, I got to get me an autographed copy though. I got I got to oh, absolutely I got to have one for the Metal Bob Studios, man. I think I'm gonna I'll probably sign them all. So perfect. That'll be excellent. Yeah, that'll work out good then. So, so what's what's on the agenda for the rest of Scuzz's day, man? Studio work or what? Yep, yeah, we're gonna lay down some bass and then uh, uh, I got some more. I got to lay in that. We're going to do, it's going to be the first track with horns. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we, yeah, so. Did you get the tuba down? We're going to do, we got a, I got a, uh, I got, well, I used to play trumpet uh, back in school, so I had to uh, bust out my chops on that one. It took a while to catch back up, I'll tell you, man. But, you know, I can still, like, remember, like, songs that I play, you know, a couple of them, you still remember the fingerings, even though it's been 30 years, but, uh, I got a plastic trombone and then we got a, a toy saxophone <laughs> and, uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna get the other fellas, um, together and we're gonna do a kind of a blues brother kind of scene where they you know, the scene where the horns are playing. And that's going to be part of the chorus. So I've mean, never recorded the horns before, but we've got them. I've done harmonica and fiddle and all that stuff. So this will be something new and fun to do. Nice. That's awesome. 
I know so you... that'll be, and then, then there's a guitar part in there too. But uh, so we I still got to lay down the bass, the lead horns, and and uh, vocals. So well, quite I... a bit to do on it yet, but. I know you told me a while back you was learning like trombone or something, man, or the. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. I was, yeah, which is really hard going from trumpet because the mouthpiece is so much bigger. But, um, but I got this cool mute I just ordered from Amazon. Speaking of the devil, um, and it's like it's you sound like Miles Davis through this thing. You know, it's really cool. Like, uh, gives you that old fashioned. Uh, swing band kind of sound, so I'm gonna utilize that, and uh, cool. hopefully I can. The I think the saxophone's gonna have to be digital, so I'm not gonna buy one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a cool, I got a cool keyboard that does, you know, does horns too. So we'll probably probably a mix of live uh, horns and and uh, digital horns. So right on, man. It'll be it'll be a challenge. It'll be interesting. I just got my. I mean, you know how things have been hell to get repaired because uh, of COVID and shit um, and and everybody's out of everything you know you can't order anything new that ain't no shit um, man the toilet paper's oh, going away re- again fuck <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no shit so I had my I finally got my my tube amp back it took forever to get fixed but it's sounding fantastic so I'm excited about recording with that but oh man, it's like everything's breaking. I, I had a fan go out in the studio, shorted out, and went into my TV projector, shorted that out, went down the HDMI line, shorted that out on the receiver, and burnt the cable up too. So I've been fixing a lot of shit around here. <laughs> oh man, the like just went right down the line. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man! You busy, man? You're busy. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy getting shit fixed. Oh man! Luckily, schedule bills running like a top though. So good deal. Hey, dude, Not that, thing, wood. that thing's always running, baby. When that thing's running, everything's yeah. running. Come on. Yeah, well, it's yeah, right. I mean, simple, simple thing. There, you just go in there. Oh, it's carburetor, boom. You know, oh, battery's dead. <laughs> Real, you know, there's nothing complicated under that hood. I know that's right. Oh fuck, man! I just <laughs> seen my neighbor walk out. Man, he's a Patriots fan. Fuck him. And, and oh yeah, but he's got a Viking oh, sticker on the back of his car. That's bullshit too. He's confused. <laughs> yeah, I got some friends that are like Arizona Cardinals fans and Steelers fans, so they got their ass covered. I'm like, you can't do that. You well, know, shit. Fix something. A few years ago, the Super Bowl, they they couldn't lose. What the hell? They had them both. In exactly. There. Yeah. Well, what the hell do you do? <laughs> That's not fair. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm having a rough year, bro. I'm a Dolphins fan, so I, I, I'm I'm getting the shit beat out of me every week. But I oh yeah, but that's my team, man. Live and die, baby. That's my right. Team. That's right. How, that's how you right. got. That's how you got to be. Yep, brother. You're you're a Browns fan, so I know your pain. I know your pain. Oh yeah, that's pain, baby. That's, that's pain. That's super pain, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's decades of the shit. Yeah, <laughs> me too, buddy. Goes back to my. I think my dad was the only one that ever saw success out of that team, you know, back in the freaking 50s and 60s. Right. Even when Marino played, dude, I never got a Super Bowl, man. So it's been rough, dude. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, I had the Kozar years, but that was like kicking the ball, you know, the drive, (laughs) the fumble. 
like, you're not going to lose. You're going to lose in epic ways that they're going to replay for years and years. Exactly. I still hate when I'm playing the Broncos. I think I had horse tooth pill like motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you got you got you got a yeah. piece of their ass on Thursday, so you're good. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Yeah, even with good teams, they be uh, terrible. I feel you, brother. It's one of those teams that you can't beat. You know? <laughs> yeah, not anymore, man. Times are changing, man. Times are changing. Yep. But yep. Well, damn, Scuzz, man, I appreciate you, brother. I'm, I'm not going to hold you up anymore on your Sunday, man. You need to get to that football, man. So, it, All right, man. But uh, you take care of yourself, man, and like always, yeah. thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you. How are you, too. Thanks for uh, having me on. Will do, Scuzz. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Take care. All right, man. Later. Bye. Bye. Hello, John. Yo, Bobby. What's up, buddy? Let Hi. me get Brad through here. Sound, Hold on one sec. Sounds good, man. Yo, yo. We got you. Hello. We got you, John. Yes, sir. All right. We got Brad on the phone. Yeah. How's it going? Hey, Brad. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to do this. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. So, uh, oh yeah. So how's, how's boy? That? This is like the uh, the the original OG three right here from, uh, <laughs> from back in the day at the at the uh, Des Moines, Iowa, LA Guns gig. I think that was probably the first one. I can't remember. Is that the first one, Bobby? I think it was Davenport, Iowa, and Peoria. Oh, Davenport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peoria. Yeah, yeah. Peoria, yeah. Illinois, man. Hell yeah, Davenport's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. That's it. Cool as hell. That Brad, uh, Brad, yep. Brad is the, uh, the reason I was on that tour. So I got, I got, you know, that and pretty much everything else, uh, that came out of those days, you know, directly correlates and, and as a result of Brad hooking me the fuck up with a bunch of, uh, bunch of cool ass people out there and a bunch of good opportunities, man. And so it's really cool to have, him and you on this call at the same time. That's a, that's a good, you know, pulling it back, yeah. whatever, almost 20 years ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, that's, that's tripping me out. I didn't realize it was that long. Cause, uh, uh, you know, I, I haven't gotten any older. I know you have, <laughs> but I have, I still look fucking great. So, um, you know, it's funny how I met John, uh, we're I was over a mutual friend of ours, actually, a guy that uh, was in a band with Slash, that good friend with Slash before Guns N' Roses, this guy Bernie. And uh, I'm over there, and John's over there, and he says, hey, I'm a songwriter. I heard you're in business, da-da-da. I said, yeah, John. Great, man. Where's your guitar? Play me a song. Well, old John didn't have his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I told him, I told him, John, you got you got to have your guitar. All the, you know, everywhere you go, you got to sleep with this guitar. And uh, I says, I'm going on tour to Japan, and uh, I'll be back, and you know, we'll try to hook up. So I come back, and uh, he's at the same dude's house. And I said, Hey, John, play me a song. He says, I got my guitar right here. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, this this boy knows what the deal is. So he plays me a couple songs. 
after that, I said, hey, uh, what are you doing for the next month? Do you want to go on tour with LA Guns? And he was like, <laughs> get out of here. I said, we're going to leave in a couple days. And uh, next thing you know, John's on the tour bus. I think I think in my living room, we recorded, recorded <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah. tracks. Yes. We recorded yep. a couple tracks in my living room. So he had product to sell on the road, a way to make money. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it turns out John's pressing CDs. He can't press them fast enough off his laptop. And <laughs> he's selling more CDs than L.A. Guns is. And he's, he's touring. And I open up. I'm, I'm rooming with John. We let him. He's on our bus. He's one of the guys now. And uh, I'm rooming with him. I open up the suitcase, expecting, oh yeah, he's got he's got some clean socks or something for me, and it's full of money. <laughs> <laughs> he had he was traveling around and putting all his cash in his suitcase. He had no clothes, just money. <laughs> that's a hell. That's a hell of a wallet, John. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah. you know, then what is it? Not long after that, he's recording the track and writing the track for L.A. Guns album. Hell yeah! You know, it's funny how things yeah. work out, dude. Hell yeah, bro! I remember cutting that that CD in in the living room. It was like California, Shannon. Shit, I oh man, oh. Dude, that's like the OG, OG. Shit. Yeah, those <laughs> tracks, those tracks are just gold. You know, I, I, I mean, I like, still yeah, have that, man. I still have that. I've got that. Around. Hell yeah. Get out. Get out. <laughs> the original copy, the black and you white know, CD cover. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't even know how he was doing it, but he was selling me records. And he, you know, and he was fun. By the end of that tour, half of the band was out doing a couple tracks with him when he did his set. They were all like, oh yeah, I'll play with you. I'll play with you. <laughs> yeah. And no, was like, that was mad cool, dude. That was mad cool. Like, and everybody like in the band was, you know, really talented. So like, people like Adam, who was playing bass, would like sit in on the drums for me, and Brad's playing bass, and then like you know, Carrie Kelly coming out playing, you know, some random bass, you know, trading off bass, and Brad's playing guitar, and it's like it was just, you know, it was just for fun. It was always cover songs and stuff, but I mean, it it was a. I was pretty badass because those were some cool clubs that we were playing, you know, with, with legit. We were actually. Yeah. So do you, so we played this club in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> now we actually, John, in his set, we got up there and played Sweet, Sweet Home Alabama in <laughs> Alabama. So that was kind of cool, right? Hell yeah. So, but this guy that owned the club, now he was, he said he was this pop singer from England who was by the Frankie goes to Hollywood was this band. Well, this was some guy from Alabama saying he was a British pop singer <laughs> and he had the whole town believing. Do you remember this? Dude? Yep. Yeah. 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 And he had the whole, Al- he had Mobile, Alabama believing he was Frankie goes to Hollywood. Just <laughs> British. <ass. laughs> Yeah, I had the whole town believing him. It's not a bad hustle, I guess, if you're gonna have a hustle, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, I, you know, I've been saying I'm Mick Jagger for years, <laughs> and I just nobody's believing me. I'm just man, dude, yeah, Brad. So was, yeah, well, I remember uh, after after that tour when I was in Baltimore, like 
hanging with my um, people. Brad came through on tour with uh, what was the next incarnation? It was Brides of Hollywood, right? Or what was that band called? Oh, Brides of Destruction. Brides of Destruction. Yes. Yeah. 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 Scotty Coogan. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good live show i remember thunderdome I, I went out and checked you guys out at thunderdome which is the old baltimore rock club yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean dude that was a fun tour i mean kind of crazy because it was it was supposed to be a sober tour but <laughs> you know <laughs> scotty coogan was there i was there like there's a few other people that were there that were not sober on that tour i think it was just nikki and I don't even think Tracy was sober. <laughs> like, I think it was Nikki just telling all of us, you got to be sober. Yeah. And instead, we we're in the luggage phase drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually remember you, yeah, yeah. you had some of them Brides of Destruction guitar picks with you, I think, on that L.A. Guns tour. I think you ended up getting me a couple of those. I, I kind of vaguely remember that. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had... I don't know. It was crazy touring with Nikki because, you know, anytime we needed money, we tapped into Molly Crew finances. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so we anytime we needed to upgrade, you know, hotels or something, you know, Nikki helped us out on that 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 level. <laughs> yeah, that's tight, dude. Yeah, you know, um, Brad. I don't know if you've got to see this or not yet, but if not, we definitely need to make this happen. But yeah, Bobby. That mug sings his ass off, and he, him, 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 and his group, the Marvels, cover some good songs. One of which is Spoon, and uh, I gotta say, man, they they knock it out the park, dude. Get out, got, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll de- I definitely gotta hear that. You know. Yeah, I could probably share it to your Instagram page if you want to check it out, man. Perfect. Yeah, I'll do that. Perfect. Yeah. You know, Bobby's I don't know singing, how all singing that mofo. <laughs> oh, killer, man. So, Brad, what are, you, yeah. what are you up to these days, man? What you got going on currently? Um, I'm actually, I actually um, am working with the girl that started that pop band, the Pussycat Dolls, that okay. girl group. Okay. So, so I'm working with her right now. I'm doing a bunch of stuff, different projects they have. They have a, a big studio they opened for, you know, rehearsals for all these acts and stuff. So kind of helping out with all this stuff. But, um, you know, I still do budgeting for other tours. I'm trying to stay home is what I'm trying to do. You know, um, 35 years of touring kind of gets to me. Um, so uh, <laughs> that's it. I'm trying to stay home. So I'm doing budgeting for other tours. Tour managers call me and managers call me. And so I kind of put some budgets together for them. But basically, I'm trying to stay home, eat a lot of pasta, and drink wine. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know. But, yeah, you know, I I can't get out of the music business. But I just, you know, and I have back catalog from a bunch of songs I wrote as well. So, I, you know, I'm still... I hook those to uh, movies and stuff, you know, just sound bites and shit. So, you know, all kinds of different things I got going. Yeah, so we need to get on John, man. He's got to get a new record out pretty soon, man. We, I've been poking him a little bit about that. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I was just talking to him about going out doing gigs and stuff, doing more shows live, and you know, I mean, he's in Austin. Yeah, kind of like be, yeah, you got to be playing every night. I mean, yeah, you know, and especially like you know, you just need to like get your shit out there. I think you should start writing for other people as well. Yeah, no, because that's a good. Like you said, you know, if it's like going to transition to more stay at home and, you know, work, work some sort of yeah. regular thing, like, you know, that's a great way to, you know, finance everything is having other people who are in the game sick and can, you know, monetize your, your songs and stuff like that. And, you know, that's a, that's only a good job, you know, so I would, I would not hate getting involved <laughs> something like that <laughs> i mean obviously i get mailbox money too from like old songs so like it's better to yeah like try and lack you know link up with like one of the all country peeps or you know some of those other kind of pretty cool musicians that are out there these days that, uh, that you know probably don't all write yeah you know your, your songwriting is you know special it's like you know people just don't write like that anymore you know good real songs from the heart you know, it's just everybody's writing about love, money, and, you know, love don't work. <laughs> <laughs> it don't work. It don't work, you know. We all know that. So we don't have to write any more sad love songs. You know, right. we know right. it don't work. Now that's a hundred percent true, man. And you got such a hell of a catalog. <laughs> you got a hell of a catalog already. I mean, I would, I would love to hear yeah. what another artist would do with some of the stuff you written. That'd be great to... To, to hear that if someone did yeah. some of that you know, know i wanted to hear la guns do that version you know the vampire like that came to life you know in epic fashion and you know hearing like you know a song that like you remember sitting in like you know a living room on a couch playing it with phil you know in hollywood and then all of a sudden like hearing it you know on on the album after it came out and stuff and i was like yeah that was pretty cool and so yeah, yeah. I mean, Ballad of James wrote it. Ballad of James was wrote right here in my living room, <laughs> right where I'm standing. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you know. So a lot. Well, a lot of those songs were wrote right here in my living room. So, so yeah, Fuller, Fuller, Fuller is it Fuller Avenue? What I mean, like whatever Fuller, yeah. and, you know, Fuller is the deal. And, we all lived on Fuller, you know, at, Camp at one point or another. <laughs> so hey, yeah, Camp Fuller. Hey, Brad, how far does your relationship go back with LA Guns? Um, I worked for him for 20 years. So, uh, right. That's a funny, okay. So I moved into a building here in Camp Fuller where they all live. And, um, I think that was like, it was right after their first record. They just did their first album. So, and then I was with them you know, forever until Brides of Destruction. Really. And that was the, so I guess that was 83, 83 maybe. Okay. So a long time. Wow. I mean, yeah, they're all family. I mean, you know, I mean, we all go back. I was married to someone for 20 years and she was from England so her and Phil were best friends. We lived next door to each other. So it's just, we all became family, you know? I mean, and it's, it's hard on me now 
seeing this whole two LA guns thing nonsense going on because they're all family to me, you know, and it's hard to see certain members not getting along. And it, yeah, it's just, yeah, we go back a long time. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, I don't even. You know, and I can't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I mean, I'm trying to think even what tour that was when I when I've met you then. I think Carrie Kelly was playing guitar. That you know, they've had a lot of lineup changes over the years. Yeah. Um I think yeah. it's been thirty two members since the original lineup. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I've read that on the internet. So like that's not me just guessing. But I actually read that. Yeah. So you know, but it was probably on Metal Sludge, so it wasn't true anyway. So, <laughs> you know, and I know your your, your relationship's different with them than it is at a fan's point of view. You know, it, it is it is huge for me to see Tracy and Phil working together again, though, because I mean, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I never. I mean, I worked for Yes, so you know, Steve Howe to me was like my favorite guitar player, ever. and I mean. He was the king, and then Tracy, man. <laughs> I mean, I I just I can't believe how good he is, and he and he just gets better. To this day, he's even better than like yeah. ever. Like some people slow down, you know, their fingers get a little sore, you know, but that guy can shred like better than he ever could. Like you know, yeah, he's an amazing. And he's, he's an amazing person as well, you know? He's quite the character. Yeah, he is. He's great. And, boy, he's staying pretty busy, man. I, You know, he's been putting out a lot of different uh, – obviously, a lot of L.A. Guns records. Um, he's done some stuff with Michael Sweet. And I guess the rumor has it that even yeah. maybe Jack Russell and then Jack Russell were working on something. So. Yeah, you know, well, him and Jack been friends for, you know, for many, many years. And um, But Tracy has always had his – you know, his guitar playing in other situations, you know. He plays with a lot of different people, puts out a lot of tracks that some people don't even know he was on, you know. Right. He's just, uh, you know, he's the sort of guy that can walk into your, your session and just lay something yeah, down. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and nobody has anything to say. They're all just like <laughs> their mouths drop, you know. And... um you know, and he, he just does it effortlessly, you know. But I do have to say this. The last tour I was on with him, he slept with his fucking guitar in his bunk. That's no <laughs> joke. <laughs> That's, dedica- That's no lie. He did. That's dedication. Hell <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's love. It's just... And he's been like that since he was fucking 14 years old. Like, <laughs> that guitar's been in bed with him. He's, he either has a hot blonde and a guitar or just a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, and Phil, like, you know, I mean, uh, John knows how amazing Phil is as a person, you know? Yeah, Phil's cool as fuck, dude. He, he actually, I think the CD that we're referencing that was like on that tour that I sold the picture on it, Phil took the picture because he was like cool photographer. And so we were like hanging out and, and he was like, yeah, I'll take some pictures for your, you know, thing that you're going to try and sell. So I remember, yeah, it was really cool. We were right down on Melrose and 
and did some pictures. But yeah, he's always been, you know, cool as fuck and open and was cool with, you know, letting me play that song that I thought would be cool for them. And, you know, and then yeah. I did and backed it and, you know, it was, it's cool, man. But um, no, I, I was blown away because there's very few people that they collaborate with. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just like, wow, dude, you're getting in on songwriting shit. Yeah, that's that another cool. level. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, show. Well, um, dude, Bobby just came down to Austin. We actually linked up, man. I think I, I can't. I think I told you about that when I saw you recently in um, in West Hollywood. But yeah, he that was cool shit. Like to. Bobby, what did we say it had been like 15 years or whatever? Man, like, it, you know? Yeah, I think the last yeah. time that I actually seen you was at that Peoria show, man. And that, gosh, dude. Yeah, like in person. Yeah, Ugh. which though we talk and stay in touch and have been buddies like ever since. Right. But like, yeah, physically being in the same place at the same time, you know, the reunion just took place down here and it was cool, man. We drank some bourbon and uh, had some fun, man. It was oh, really we good had time. a great you know what? time. And the wife told you know, me. The um, wife told me to tell you hi, John. Oh uh, yeah, cool man. Tell her what's up, dude. That was uh, wow. That was wow. Fun. You're a musician, and your wife still talks to you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Wow, I, you I, must be a good guy. I, I, I do my best, Brad. I do my best, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. I, yeah, I, I've had a couple wives. Yeah, I. Uh, well, I. I remember you, Brad. I don't know if you really remember me too much. I know you you see a lot of people, man, on the road, but uh, yeah, I I do yeah. I I gave you a couple laminates, the L.A. Guns laminates that I made, and I think one of them was might have been Waking the Dead or something like that. It was oh really ones that I had made. You know that, what? that I had on me. I mean, I and you and you actually I, traded me or asked me for one. I gave it to you. I, I didn't, you know, and I don't know if you remember that or not. But you that, know, I. I've done that only a couple times. I have done that. And I I think I still have it in one of my bags because I save all that shit, you know. But um, I think I may have it in there. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, dude. Yeah, I remember, yeah, Bobby's good at the laminates, yeah. And you, you're good at, you know, you're a cool dude. And so people, like, you know, are open to, you know, open to talk to you and you always have a good way of, like, you know, meeting i know you you know everybody and, and you know i remember how we met and stuff like that but yeah that's cool that you know um that you know you get a trade you know that, that with people and you know hook up laminates and stuff we used the laminates that you made for the brothers from another mother tour with charlie and um i think it was darren fisher on that one yep um but yeah that shit was that was cool as hell too man so i was always dude uh yeah. charlie just posted I think oh, yeah. his daughter. Did you just see this? Yeah, yeah, playing uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh my god, she's great. Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude, I was like, she blew me away. Yeah, like, she's really good. All of a sudden, she's like, she's grown up, like, yeah, singing her ass off and playing, like, hell yeah, she's dude. amazing. What a talent! What a talent! Yeah, she plays like fiddle and stuff as like her main instrument, I think. Or yeah, used, that's used to what be I mean. like, Yeah, yeah. She's like played multiple. Yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. Gibson just gave her a, a sponsorship too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. God. Yeah. See, this kid's already made it. She's already, right. If Gibson likes you, if Gibson Jr. likes you, oh, yeah. then, you know, it, it, it's over. You know yeah. who I'm digging right now? This blues player, Samantha Fish. Have you heard of her? 
Check her out. Oh she's, yeah. yeah, she's she's an amazing blues player. Yeah, but um, yeah, she, you know I'm listening to her a lot. She was just here in Columbia uh, a couple weeks ago at the Roots and Blues. Uh, yeah, man. If you get a chance, check her out. She's got like this chick drummer that's like phenomenal, just like really good shit. But also, what I'm listening to is uh, Fate Destroyed. Have you heard of them? No. Nah. Like this crazy, crazy. Really? Like yeah, it's like this punk metal thing. Wow. Like, you know, it, it's like this hot chick, like screaming her ass off, like just, like. <laughs> Just great shit, dude. That know? humor is like, like being like. See, you get to hear a bunch of shit that we we don't necessarily get to hear or know about. Like, I just remember yeah. that was one of the coolest things about being out there was like KCRW and just like all this shit that was like you know very local, but it was so yeah. like world class and good that it was like gonna catch on somewhere else big soon. But like you, yeah. you know, like Silver Sun pickups and yeah. like all these bands that were like tiny that we were like watched come up and stuff like. I do miss that, yeah. so I do feel a little bit out of the yeah, loop, even though there's yeah. like there's there's a thing going on with like hardcore like kind of punk metal girl bands like yeah, another wow. one switched up hearts. They're like great as well, like you know, just oh, like yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it funny is, how it cycles back through the shit. You know what I mean? Like the trend, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> That's I can't trend believe, in Columbia like, right now, Bobby. <laughs> What's that? I said, what's the music scene like down there? Like, what's like the popular, what style does the most popular local band play? I'll tell you, man, it, you get, you get a lot of, you get a lot of singer songwriter stuff here. You get a lot of jazz and you, and you get a little bit of blues. Uh, the, you know, cool. obviously the pop countries, you know, that seems to be pretty big most places. I'm not too into the, the newer yeah. country stuff, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's fairly popular. You know, here. I, I started out, I was going to, work with the jazz act and in rehearsals they were doing so many drugs i was like and it scared me i was 17 i was like i can't do this i can't do this (laughs) i can't do this i'll be a drug addict like (laughs) later on i did become a drug addict but that's another story (laughs) but so you want want to hear a quick jazz story so yeah it's it's with so i'm in england and uh i'm working on this I'm doing all the, taking care of all the band guys for a Charlie Watts video. One of his solo things, a big band thing he did, big jazzy band thing. I don't even know what the name of it was, but I'm sure everybody can look it up. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so there's Charlie Watts, and he's got 60 jazz cats, and they put them on a big band style stage, you know, and I'm like making sure all the guys are cool and, Ringo Starr's there with Bill Wyman, so I'm taking care of those guys, like, making sure, like, hey, you guys got drinks and all that. And so it gets in, and we're there, like, so three hours go by, and I'm, like, asking the director, who happens to be my brother-in-law, I asked him, uh, so what's going on? Why aren't you guys shooting yet? He said, well, the jazz guys, they're waiting for the coke dude, and they won't. <laughs> They're not going to play until the coke juice gets there. <laughs> so, so now I'm thinking, fucking, I was right. I made a good call when I was 17. Because like, <laughs> they're all on drugs. They're all falling down. Like, you know, and, and in fact, 
we're sitting at the table, Bill Wyman, Ringo Starr, and uh, there was no alcohol. And they said, hey, run down to the off-license and grab us a bottle or something. So I did. And they said, we'll, we'll catch you when you get back. You know, we'll pay for it, whatever it is, when you get back. So I go down there, grab a bottle, come back. Well, none of them had any cash to pay me back for a start. <laughs> <laughs> so here, I'm so I'm mad at Ringo Starr and Bill Wyman. Because <laughs> they owed me $25, you know. And I'm like, wait, you're trying to stiff this little American kid, aren't you? <laughs> Actually, I was a grown adult. I wasn't a kid. But <laughs> so, but that's my jazz story. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Well, we, Love I think it, we're going to have to hit Ringo up for that 25 bucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you know, I was actually at a party, and I almost went up to him and said, hey, dude. <laughs> you know, with, in, with interest, you know, you have like two of your kids. So. There, there you go. <laughs> that's great, man. So John, are you think are you have you ta- have you thought any more about maybe getting out and playing some shows at all, or are you just kind of just been? Yeah, man. So yes, I definitely uh, have been thinking like you know, got to got to kind of get that concept going again. We had a really good thing, you know. We were selling out, you know, Cactus Cafe and some of the cool rooms down here, and like then COVID hit, and one of the places we had been playing. Um, was this real cool little singer-songwriter, you know, listening room that was in the back of, like, this, you know, speakeasy-type vibe, like, nice, classy bar right in downtown off of Congress. And um, and it was called the Townsend. And so that was a rad place. I could do, like, solo acoustic gigs there. It held, like, 60 people or 100 people or something so small. And so, man, we were packing that room out, and everything was kind of cruising along, and then COVID hit. The Townsend didn't make it through COVID. That's gone. Um, Cactus oh, Cafe, no. like, you know, it's still, you know, I, I don't, I think maybe you're doing shows. I'm not sure. I don't think so because the campus, you know, is still semi shut down and that's on UT campus. So like everything, you know, that whole realm, Strange Brew is gone. It's been gone, you know, before COVID, but that was like another kind of main spot for, you know, acoustic acts and stuff to play. Um, but long story short, like I had a really great band, some great players that like we had played together for a couple of years. So, you know, we were not, you know, there wasn't like players that I hadn't, you know, had a lot of hours on stage with. And so it was going well, man. And then, yeah, so that happened. And now I feel like there's a backlog, you know, as everybody is trying to start touring and playing again and stuff like that, like all the venues that, you know, people want to play at that are left down here. Like everybody's hitting them up from national booking agents to like all the bigger local guys. Um, and so, you know, I just don't feel like being in the rat race of that time trying to book a gig right now. And plus it's kind of weird still to like go talk to like, you know, a hundred people and be like, yo, come to this little room, you know, with a mask on or without masks on and watch me play, you know, when technically Austin's still in like stage three, it's like, precautions i don't know it just feels weird kind of going full in number one because of that but number two like i don't feel like dealing with all the politics of the moment as soon as like venues i think are open and things are kind of getting back like to you know regular volume then for sure i'm gonna 
you know, kind of put together a, a best of kind of set list and, and get the band back together or, you know, maybe make some you know, changes with whoever is available and stuff like that and definitely get some shows going again. Awesome. Good to hear, man. Hell yeah, dude. So, hey, so that's yes, Congress. Con- Congress. Sorry, Congress is all college clubs, right? Isn't that? Yeah, so, so like so, South Congress. So is that back is like, open now? Is that all yeah, back open now? It's kind of happening. Yeah, like so, you know, uh, Continental Club and stuff like that is, is happening. Right. We just did have okay, two weekends cool. of ACL, you know, so that, that yeah, festival yeah, happened, um, cool. which was cool. And there's like, you know, Stubbs is happening again. Um, oh, good. You know, things like that. Yeah, so I mean, you know, the, the, yeah. it's starting, which is cool. You know, but it's still like it's gonna be interesting with the landscape, how what clubs are around yeah. for local bands, you know, because that changed. That's what mostly was impacted. Was like if you were a big local band, you could open for yeah. bigger people at those clubs we just talked about. But then there were some yeah. like medium or smaller size clubs that were like you could really do well at down here, but those mostly yeah. got you know shut down. So well, it's all coming back. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, there's cool people here that want music, so I think, you know, someone will do something to make it make sense. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. You got too much talent to not do anything, man. That's all I got to say. We still got to do our show together up there sometime. Man, I'm telling you, man. As well. There's a ton of places here, <laughs> man, that love the, the singer-songwriter acoustic, you know, that it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty big here in the area. I mean, we get a, we got a wide variety of stuff around here, man, and it's you know everything yeah it's a college town right yeah man Big college town. yeah you know everything is pretty well received around here yeah that's dope man that's always good to be near that you know vibe and energy yeah so hey brad i i gotta ask man because you know you've been doing this a long time man you, you gotta have you gotta have some kind of really killer funny la gun story man <laughs> um, most of them are nasty about drugs or hookers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm being straight with you, right? And um, Nikki Six, I mean, I can't say nothing about him, but okay, LA Gun. So um, they're they're recording the album. Uh, which which album was uh, Sally to Jane oh, on? Cocked and Cocked and Loaded. Okay, so Cocked and Loaded pretty much recorded. They're doing playbacks. They're playing back like Ted Nugent's there, like just some some other, you know, managers, people like that. So I used to always have my dog with me. So we go into the studio, and it's literally three blocks from our house. It was on Melrose, a studio called Music Machine. So... I go in there with the dog, and everybody's cool. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And so I'm not noticing my dog. Right then, I think it's Ted Nugent's right there, and my dog just, bam, explosive diarrhea everywhere, all over the fucking walls, all over the fucking carpeting. I mean, Kelly Nichols is rolling on the fucking ground laughing. I'm embarrassed because I'm pretty much the new motherfucker there. Like, you know, I was pretty much 
Nobody, I don't even think Phil likes me at that point. Like, you know, and here my dog just fucking lets me and just like, and then, you know, so that's a funny story. That's great. That, you know, man. I could probably tell my grandkids that. But, you know, I prefer telling them stories about Coke and hookers. But, you know, which I have a lot of those. A lot of those. That's great. Um, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, I've just yeah, I've been L.A. A, LA Guns is my band. John knows that, man. I've been following L.A. Guns, you know, their whole career, man. And I've seen them 50 times live. So, you know. Wow. If that, oh, that's great. Uh, but, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. my love for L.A. Guns is a lot of the reason I met John. I mean, I may, may have never met you, man, if I wasn't such a big L.A. Yeah. Guns fan, you know, so. That's right, man. Because you were there early, you know, not not for me, but because you were, you know, trying to meet them or hang out and say what's up or whatever. And so it was cool that you were there early enough. Yeah, and we got, and then you know, you got to check you know, me out. I, we got to hang out at the table, merch table, and oh, get yeah. to know you a little it, bit. It was great, yeah, man. Cool. You know, I, I, yeah, I I know I know fans now that have been coming back. I know their kids. I know the grandkids <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's really wild. Like. You know, um, the fans were, LA Guns always had the best fans, like, so loyal, like, you know, loyal to the end, you know, and, and that, that really means a lot when you're on tour and you run into people like that, you know, like yourself, yeah. Bob, you know, yeah. it really makes everything, but, uh, yeah, LA Guns, I got some funny stories. I came <laughs> home one night, I came home one, one night and Tracy Guns is in his Corvette out in front of the house with his girlfriend. Now, I'm pretty sure I saw her ass over the hump. Like, <laughs> but it turns out they were like hammered just having sex in the car. <laughs> I mean, and they, the thing is, he lived with her. <laughs> they could have went right in the house. That's the thing. Because he lived across the street. <laughs> So, you know, there's funny stuff. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, you want to know with Carrie Kelly. So, and John might remember this. So, Carrie Kelly comes on tour with us. And, um, you know, it's weird always having another member of the band come in. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we got to get used to touring with this guy. Because touring's really camping with a bunch of people you don't really like <laughs> that you'd never go camping with. Right. <laughs> so, so he comes on and he's got a little airport bag, you know, the kind you put in the overhead on wheels. Yeah. And that's all he brings on tour. He had that. <laughs> he had a roll. Of, he had jeans and and a jacket. <laughs> and in that in that carrier bag was nothing but these health bars. Yeah, the metrics. Metrics. <laughs> you see, John knows the name of them. That's, see, John, John didn't do as many drugs as I did. <laughs> but at that, that was trippy to me. Like, yeah, that was crazy. That's yeah. all he had. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie was good at like doing the damn, like tiny, tiny lunchbox size suitcase for like you know a three week tour. You're like, dude. Where the fuck is like the underwear and the socks? Like, you know, where's the stuff you gotta change? Like on a regular basis, like but don't Charlie's clothes, clothes, like, Charlie's clothes look better the more you sleep in them. Though. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> he's got like cool shit that you just sleep in that shit. Vintage. Yeah. That was the same with vintage. Even Piercy. 
Stephen Piercy <laughs> always had these fucking cool ass jeans with patches on them, and, and they just looked better at the end of tour, you know. And he yeah. never took them off. Yeah. Um, fuck yeah. Here, here's another thing. One time on tour, we had we have competitions about a lot of things. Just like okay, one time it was who could not change their underwear the longest. <laughs> Tracy won. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it. Tracy won. And it was a long-ass time. Oh, man. Like a long-ass uh, time. Oof. Like, yeah, uh, like, geez. yeah, I think at the end of it, like, they just walked home themselves. Like. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Oh, man, crazy, guys. Crazy shit. Right? Ooh. I can't. Good gracious, man. I'm sure you could go on all night, man. <laughs> I can, I can. <laughs> Dude, once I meet you, it'll like, then I can tell the real story. Hey, that's right. great. You know. That's yeah. But, uh, you know, but everybody's married now with new wives. And Nikki's now, you know, he's known as Nikki 60 now. Yeah. <laughs> He's what sixty three. He's camping out in yeah. Wyoming. He's out in Wyoming these days, from what I understand. You know that's. You know what? That's like he. I think he should have did that a long time ago. You know, I mean, you know, would have saved a lot of his marriages if he got out of L.A. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the industry. The industry eats you up. You know. Yeah. And yeah. if you really, you know, it just does. It eats you up. Like, you know, but that's what we love. We love doing it. Yes, yes. Hell yeah. Well, man, I, you know what, dude? I really appreciate both of you taking time out of your evening to call in and have a good time, a little chat, yeah. man. It's always great. Hell yeah, buddy. Thanks for letting us do that, man. It's, it's, a pre, it's, always, it's always fun kind of going down memory lane and telling funny, you know, cool stories and talking about, you know, landscape of things and such, man. It's just good times, Bobby. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, like I said, again, you know, LA guns, you know, they gave me a lifelong friend and John Nielsen, man, you know, cause Hell yeah, I, got, awesome. I got, the that's you awesome. and, and, you know, Brad, you know, yeah. good talking to and you, brother. Just, yeah. I'm glad we get, you know, we got to talk, man. That's yeah. Great. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. And, cool, man. All right, y'all. Well, fuck dude. Looking forward to next time we we each individually or mutually all cross paths yeah, and man. things like that. And, uh, yeah, I will I will holler at you boys later. It sounds great, right, so Brad. Thank you, thank guys, you. John. Nice. Thank you. You guys have a good night, man. You're Appreciate welcome. you. You're welcome, all brother. Right. Okay, Thanks, bye. All right, See bye-bye. you, man. Bye. That concludes the 50th episode of the Metal Bob Live podcast. Please check our sponsor links. Thank you for listening. Metal Bob out.